Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. A public holiday was declared in Australia on the 22nd of September to mark a day of mourning for the passing of the monarch Queen Elizabeth II. And it was indeed a day of mourning for many First Nations Australians, but a day of mourning for Aboriginal deaths in custody, a day of mourning for loss of land, the attempted loss of culture, the removal of children and the continued and ongoing dispossession of Aboriginal people. Across the country, the warriors of the Aboriginal resistance organised rallies calling for the abolition of the monarchy, a return of land and an end to Aboriginal deaths in custody. On today's program, I'll bring you some of the speeches from the Melbourne Rally, and later on the program, one speech from the 50-year anniversary of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra as another marker of Aboriginal people's resistance to the monarchy and to colonisation. So, in this first segment, you're going to hear the voices of Donna Kerr and Marie Kionis, the family of Josh Kerr, who died in custody six weeks ago. Lydia Thorpe, an Australian senator, and Tarnine Onus-Williams, an Aboriginal activist who's reading out a statement of Uncle Percy Nelson, who was the partner of Veronica Nelson, who died in custody. Today I want to share with you that Josh was a loving son, loving father to his children, Josh Jr., Sinead, Dominic and Tashaw. He was a loving brother to his siblings, Maggie, Patricia, Loretta and Steve. He was loved by his grandmother and Steve and the rest of the Thorpe family and the Kerr family. He had a strong sense of humour and he was a beautiful artist and loved by many. I'm going to miss him forever until the day I die. This is how we want Josh to be remembered, by how he was loved and valued by his family and community and not how this, his life was taken by the racist system. It's not lost on us that Josh's life was stolen from us, from a system where he was never given a chance from the start. For legal reasons, I can't share too much right now, but keep an eye out for developments as we seek the truth on what happened to Josh. It's got to stop. No more black deaths in custody. Mothers are losing their babies in the system and it shouldn't be like that. We acknowledge all of the boys inside the system today. We're here to fight for them all and they should be safe throughout the Australian prison systems. Justice needs to be done for as long as my heart is beating and I'm breathing, I'll fight for justice for my, for my boy and the rest of, my, of the mob. Justice for Josh Kerr. Whoa! Yes! Justice for Josh! Justice for Josh! Justice for Josh! Justice! Whoa, thank you. Abolish the monarchy! Abolish the monarchy! Abolish the monarchy! 
Mariki Onis, and I'm from the Gunai and Gunditjmara people. I'm also the first cousin of Joshua Stephen James Kerr. I just want to thank Annie Donna for coming out and the family, and I want everyone to send them as much support and love as possible. Josh left our lives only a month ago. So please keep your eye out for developments. I want to thank everyone and all the organisers. This isn't the end of the march, but I just want to talk about the importance of activism in this time. The monarchy is at its weakest when they change hands. <laughs> Society has never been in more inequitable. We're forced to watch 24 hours coverage of disgusting wealth and privilege gained by stolen wealth, stolen land at the hands of genocide by black and brown people and Asian people and people in Europe, all over the world. We have people that can't eat and we're watching these idiots walk around with crowns on. Shame! I am disgusted! I hate it! It's disgusting! And these idiots walk around like that. It's how embarrassing! This undermines the treaty process that Victoria has committed to. We will never ever find freedom and liberation within Parliament. That's why we have to unite together, organise together, use activism, build relationships with each other. This is now, now is the time. Read political theory. It's up to us. There is no one leader that will liberate us. We are a collective of people. We need each other. We need each other. We have to inform each other. We have to bring each other along. I believe in activism and that's how we will have our liberation. And that's why I'm a part of Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance. And that's why I organise with them. That's why I protest. That's why I come out. That's why I will never be silent. And I hope you stand next to me too, as my equal. I want to thank again the organisers. We did this as a collective. There was no one leader here. And I'm really proud that I come from that community. And you can be that too. We want everyone to be a part of us. Thank you. The next speaker I want to invite up is the deadline, Lydia Thorpe. Give it up for Lydia.
to kill themselves because they are locked in a prison in this country who denies their rights. We are talking about 10-year-old babies. 10-year-old babies. While everyone mourns the Queen, we have we have 10-year-old babies trying to take their lives in Dondale Prison. We have to shut the child prisons down. And we have to stop the deaths in custody. Over 500, as you've heard, not one single person responsible. And do you think the new deadly Labour government are going to help us? They won't even implement the recommendations that our old people set for us 30 years ago. They won't even implement the Royal Commission into bringing them home report that stops our children from being taken away. We need everybody to stand up and fight with us because this is D-Day. Today is D-Day to mature this country, tell the truth, have a treaty and give us back what you stole. Today I'm going to be, I'm not doing a speech of my, for myself or I'm not doing a speech, I'm just reading out a, um, a statement from Uncle Percy, love it, whose partner was Ian Veronica Nelson who died in custody in 2020 and her coronial inquest was this year. Um, so I'm going to read this from a statement that was written on the, like the first day of her coronial inquest. And I think it's really important that everybody gets around and continues to support the Black Deaths in Custody families because there's been way too many Black Deaths in Custody happening around the country, but particularly in Victoria as well. I know at the moment we've got the Kumanjay Walker coronial inquest happening at the moment, and we've also um, heard from Annie Donis Kerr about her son, Josh Kerr, and we also have brother Clinton Austin, who passed away last week in prison. Um, it's just disgusting what keeps happening to our, our people, and it's been so quiet in the media lately, their deaths, because it's been absolutely eclipsed by Her Majesty. And we need justice for these families. So I'm just going to read this statement out now because I'm going to stop rambling. Um, the coronal inquest into the death 
in custody of Veronica Nelson begins today. The inquest will examine and cause circumstances, examine the cause and circumstances of Veronica's passing at Dame Phyllis Frost Centre on the 2nd of January 2020. It will examine the adequacy, uh, the adequacy of healthcare she, she was provided in prison, the impact of Veronica's Aboriginality on her death, and Victoria's bail laws. The coronal inquest too often dehumanises the person whose death is examined. Her mother, Annie Donna Nelson, and partner, Percy Lovett, want everyone to remember who Veronica was and how she lived her life with love, generosity, and a deep connection to her spirituality. Veronica Marie Nelson was a proud Gundujamara, Jajawarung, Wiradjuri, and Yorta Yorta woman. She belonged to a large family with six siblings and ten children that she loved and cared for as her own. She was a deeply spiritual woman whose connection to her culture was incredibly import important to her. This was a gift that she would regularly share with those around her. These teachings live on in those lucky enough to have learnt from her, including her nephews who dance today. Veronica was well, was well known as a helper and she would give whatever she could to those who needed it. She was someone to talk to, someone who listened, someone who'd give you food and a place to rest. She was a well-respected member of the Fitzroy Aboriginal community. Veronica was resilient and had a fighting spirit. Veronica had a big personality and a beautiful laugh. She made the world better, better for those around her and she was deeply loved. The inquest will be a traumatic process for her family and loved ones, but one that they hope sheds light on the events surrounding Veronica's passing and one that they hope to bring accountability for those that let her down and ultimately deliver, justice, um, deliver Veronica justice. Some quotes from her mum. I've got a quote from her mum and a quote from um, Uncle Percy in this, so I'll read that out. So this is from Annie Donna Nelson. Veronica and I were connected personally and spiritually. She, was, she wasn't only my daughter, she was my best friend and sister. Veronica didn't have children, but in our culture, your brother and sisters are your children. So when you took Veronica from me, she left behind 10 children and one grandchild. The lessons learned from this inquest must stop people dying in custody. But, not, but let's not lose focus. This inquest is first and foremost about Veronica and how a broken criminal justice system, system locked my daughter up and let her die while she begged to, for help over and over. We are still connected spiritually and her spirit won't rest until those who are responsible for Veronica's death are exposed and held to account. Only then will my pokem be free. And the quote from Uncle Percy Lovett is, Veronica was my other half. We did everything together. We had plans for a future. And even now it spins me out how much I miss her. I walked downstairs and I still expect her to be waiting around the corner. I loved her very much and I'm missing her that much. I don't know what to do with myself. Veronica was a very strong woman. She was also a very brainy person. She taught me so much about our culture. Whenever she'd talk about, about black followers, the stories that she'd come up, come out with were unreal. 
She knew a whole lot, a whole, uh, she knew a hell of a lot more than me. She really woke me up and made me listen. Veronica was always helping people. She would help people if she saw them in the street. And she'd always make sure you were well off and you had everything you needed. If, she, if you didn't have it, she would go out and get it. She never knocked anybody if then she never knocked anybody if they needed help. Veronica shouldn't have been in prison. She shouldn't have died. And I want I want to know what happened. I want someone to be held accountable. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. Today's show focuses on Aboriginal resistance to the monarchy, reclaiming September 22nd as a day of mourning. The next speech is Auntie Jenny Munro, a Wiradjuri woman, speaking at the 50-year anniversary of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra. Thank you, everyone. Um, um, As Bird and others have said, I came here uh, as a very young girl, 17. Paul and Isabel had come, were coming to Canberra and they came through home at Cowra. Um, so mum and dad got tormented about taking us coming down, so we followed them down, my mother and father and my two younger siblings. Um, we were here when the police... We were here when the police moved in, um, when the ordinance that um, Raymond's talking about was passed in the parliament. Um, and ironically, it was also the, the second time the ordinance was used was last week. Um, but that, um, that ordinance was, um, you know, we were all gathered here. It was a beautiful feeling at the embassy, so many people that were here. Um, uh, I, I certainly, I think one of the, most blessed times in my life was to be able to be here at that time and walk amongst the giants that were here, the great orators. Um, I'll never forgot, forget John Newfong and his partner, Laurie. And um, what a fantastic speaker that man was. He could bring you to tears in seconds. He could have you in a rage in seconds, just from his words, from the the power that came from him. Um, And I fell in love with such um, power that was shown here, such strength from our people shown here, and that was really the guiding light for me. Um, I, I consider myself to be very, very privileged to have come down here over the years after 1972 and still be able to listen to those warriors, men and women, the Amazons, who spoke from the heart for all of us. Um, They captured the heart and soul of our people's movement and that's part of the reason why they were thrust forward front and centre so, so quickly. We had a reason to come together We had a reason to march, we had a reason to protest, we had a reason to tell the world. These these white people that came uninvited and unauthorised are telling you lies. If you want the truth, 
come talk to the people that have lived the, oppres the oppression for the 230 years. And we have survived genocide for 230 years. That tells you the stature, the stature and the strength of our people. The oral histories that we maintain, regardless of what they t tell us from their books, the strength in that oral history, the stories that are repeated down the song lines. It's a magic that our people still have at our fingertips and the rest of the world craves it, needs it, wants it, desires it, will steal, will kill for it. It's a magic our people have maintained for a time immemorial. Now one of the things that I think we've missed out over the years is giving credit to the people who make these slogans that we all wear around. Isabel was responsible for many of them. She doesn't get any copyright. The family don't get any copyright. It was for the movement, for the cause. So sovereignty never ceded is one of Isabel's. Shortening always will be Aboriginal land, always was, always to, always was Aboriginal land, always will be, will be Aboriginal land, to always was, always will be, was Isabel's. Acknowledgement to come from the people was all she ever needed. And I think it's all that we all need, just acknowledgement of the battles that we have fought and continue to fight every day of our lives. Just waking at my age, just waking up every morning is a blessing. And for all of us that have reached this milestone and have lived long enough to see the 50 years of history, um, you know, we had some naysayers saying that the embassy has achieved nothing in those 50 years. I was in my final year of high school in 1972. We got $3 a fortnight in our study. $3 a fortnight. So just Think about what our kids have received in their time and the support that they've had going through their educations. That's part of the change that came from here. And we've changed many, many, many of the white man's institutions and they've actually created many black institutions on the back of the hard work of the people here. Those people need to come to the embassy and understand their place too. They don't direct us or control us. They are supposed to be our servants in the way of government service. They don't understand what we were taught from the very young age. Selfless service to your people and to your country. Selfless. You don't get paid for it. Payment is the fruition of the dreams coming to reality. Like today. I've stood here many times over the years shouted words in anger and pain and frustration, but also been healed here many times. Just to sit under the trees at night here and feed the possums and watch the stars, watch the storms go around this crazy little valley called Canberra. It's magic. And it gives me a deep peace, deep knowing that I sit here as on part of my mother's country too. And we are very, very much matrilineal peoples. So she sings her song and it resonates for me. So welcome to everyone here. Feel and be blessed with the time that you have here with the heroes that are still left with us.
They're the ones that drew the line in the sand. Our job was easy. We only had to follow the line in the sand. Thank you. You heard various voices from the Abolish the Monarchy rally held in Melbourne on the 22nd of September. And then Auntie Jenny Munro, a Wiradjuri elder, speaking at the 50-year anniversary of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.